Welcome to the Lean Smarts Podcast. Today, I'm starting a two-part series on going to the Gemba that contains a total of 10 best practices of tips and tools that you can use while in the Gemba to understand it and come to you know deep insights about the, the real conditions of the production floor around you. So this will be a um, exciting two-part series. You're going to come across some tools that hopefully you've not really used or heard about before, and maybe some that you are familiar with, but the goal is to take our powers of observation to the next level when being present in the Gemba because it's just too easy to go through the motions, and that is the subject of the previous episode, episode eight of the podcast. It's too easy just to go to the Gemba and show up and walk away and not really deeply understand what's going on. So now I'm going to teach you a handful of tools to help you gain fast and deep insights into the production activities happening all around you. Now, I've also assembled a very simple one-page document um, that summarizes all 10 tips that is useful for you to take to the Gemba and to practice these tools. It's basically a summary list of all 10 best practices with bullet points of both from this episode and the next, and it's a great reference tool for you. You can find that at leansmarts.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now through a podcast player, just go to leansmarts.com slash Gemba tools, and that will uh, redirect you straight there. And you can download this one-page PDF as a reference tool to take your Gemba game to the next level. So let's get started with the first five of the 10 best practices going to the Gemba. Number one, stand in the circle, which really means to just stand and watch a long time. Now, there is a I don't know if I should call it a legend, um, if it's completely true or not, but there's a story about Taiichi Ono, one of the primary architects of the Toyota production system, in which he would draw a chalk circle on the cement floor of the production area and tell engineers and managers and you know new initiates, stand in the circle and watch. And then he'd walk away. Like this is, this is day one on the job. <laughs> They're just standing and watching. And they don't even know what they're supposed to do there or what to be looking for. Um, But he walks off for hours, maybe half the day, the whole day. And then he comes back and he asks, what did you see? His expectation is for them to deeply observe and understand the Gemba. Now, this is a different way of teaching, especially compared to a lot of, um, you know, Western societies. But it does work. And I would encourage you to to stand and take time to watch and observe the work as it's going on. Take 20 minutes, half an hour, even an hour if you can. I know time is your most valuable resource and you have work to get done too, but I'm telling you, the longer you can endure just being present and watching for periods of time, the more deeply you're going to understand things. It's different, you know, taking three minutes uh, 10 times is different than taking a half an hour. When you watch something over time, you will see more things than when you just sample it with a very you know brief <laughs> observation. One thing that you can do, I've even done this sometimes when interviewing or hiring or um, you know training other people. 
have them write down as many problems or opportunities that they can find in 10 minutes. Blank piece of paper, pen or pencil, write them down. You can begin to understand a lot about someone and how they think right out the gate when you do a simple exercise like this. And it's actually good even for yourself to develop your ability to see on the production floor. So best practice number two, do the work yourself a long time. Of course, this is invaluable as well. There's no substitute for personal firsthand experience. In fact, as I'm recording, I'm remembering some stories from the book, The Toyota Way to Lean Leadership, when Toyota was bringing in outside executives and managers and trying to train them up in the Toyota way of leadership. And part of the the onboarding experience for these very high-level managers and leaders in the organization, um, especially in the United States when Toyota came to the USA, was to spend tons of time on the production floor, even months, rotating through every single job that existed on the production floor so that they could know the Gemba. And that's really wild. When's the last time you saw a company hire a manager or hire up, bring them in, not let them work their high-level job, but instead spend the next few months working entry-level positions? That's pretty crazy. But you better believe that that person has an intimate understanding of what actually happens at that company by the time they're through. So if you want to know the Gimba, work in it. Take time doing the job and you will understand the Gimba much better. Tip number three is to compare your observations against all standards. Now, whenever you set foot into the Gemba, you need to always start with the standard. If there is one, then find it. Ask the person working, hey, where's your standard work? The reason why is because it's a few reasons. One, is going to save you a lot of time. Uh, two, if the standard isn't being followed, that's a critical thing to know and to understand why. Why is the standard um, not able to be followed right now? There could be something broken, a, a problem. Um, you know, you just follow the rabbit trail to understand. Additionally, I confess that I have made the mistake plenty of times of watching a process and not looking at the standard work first, trying to figure it out, realizing, man, it's just not standard. There's not a cycle. It's, it's really broken. What's going on? Just to discover that, oh my gosh, it's not according to the standard work. In fact, there is a better way of doing things and it's not being done that way. And this guy just started uh, two days ago or whatever it is, right? I used to make this mistake a lot more years ago. I still do sometimes now because I just get in a hurry and I'm excited to watch and to see and I forget the standard. We've got to value standards. They are there for a reason. If the job cannot be performed according to standard, that's really good insight into what's going on. And it, it right there identifies an abnormality that could be your next Kaizen, your next improvement. So start with the standard. If there isn't a standard, then you need to know that going in. And as you watch, you want to be looking for what might be defined as the standard, at least a starting point for this process. Best practice number four is to measure cycle times, both man and machine. 
And I'm using man and machine because I'm thinking in terms of the four M's, um, sources of variation and inputs for a process, man, machine, material, and method. But when it comes to cycle times, how much time something is taking, you want to watch the operator's cycle time and the machine cycle times, of which there might be multiple, and there might be multiple people too. This will tell you a lot about how consistent the process is, um, about whether or not it is man-dependent or machine-dependent, meaning uh, if the machine is working faster than all the people, then the process is people-dependent. It's only going to go as fast as the people in the process. Or on the opposite side, it could be uh, machine-dependent, meaning the people can work way faster than the machines, and the machine is the limiting factor in this process. So you want to look at the cycle times, not just to know what they are, but are they consistent? If you take a series of 10 observations or 30 observations, and it is you know, 10 seconds, 11 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 9 seconds, 11, and then 10. That's great. That's, you know, that's kind of a small window. But if instead it's 10 seconds and then 25 and then 6, it's all over the place. You want to be aware of that. And you'll see it as you take time. So you can use a stopwatch or an iPhone. Take a pen or pencil. And I actually do recommend write down the steps. Uh, You should be looking at the standard work. If there isn't one, then you'll probably want to be writing down the steps, especially to see, are the same steps followed every single cycle? Because that's going to affect your cycle time too. You want to observe many repetitions because you're not going to notice fluctuations unless you observe many opportunities in that process. You want to also be looking at the steps. Are the steps the same every time, as I mentioned before? And if they're different, what's causing that variation in the steps? Of course, you want to be comparing to standard work. Um, You can also compare your measurements, your cycle times, against something like an hour-over-hour board or other productivity metrics and reports that are available to you, either right there at the Gemba or elsewhere. Um, They're probably better if they're right there in the Gemba, like an hour-over-hour board. But in any case... You can come up with your cycle times and then with a little bit of math, compare that to other metrics and see if you're comparing, if you're getting the same results for one and learn something more about the the production system. So time is your most valuable resource. I say that often and you want to be paying attention to it. And if the time is changing and there's variation That says something, you don't know what it says yet, but it's saying something about the process. Either it's hard to do, or there could be quality problems, or maybe a need for training. Maybe steps are being skipped on purpose or on accident. Like It could be anything. So pay attention to your cycle times. That's tip number four. Now best practice number five. Tap your foot or say wait or waste. So I learned this from a mentor of mine a few years ago. He taught me to, when I'm walking through a facility, um, it's a discreet way that I can just do privately where nobody might even know, but as I'm watching, I don't have to pull out a, a stopwatch or an iPhone. I can just watch a process and in my head or verbally, I can say, wait, 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 wait. If I'm seeing waiting or waste, waste, waste. 
or I can be tapping my foot. I could even count how many times my foot taps. And I would use this tool when watching, like especially if I'm watching an operator working with a machine and I want to try and understand how much time is operator dependent versus machine dependent, I would look at the operator, watch their cycle, and I would tap my foot for all the time that they're working. And maybe I get 22 taps. And then I would look at the machine and I'm watching the machine go through its cycle and I would tap my foot and maybe I get nine taps or 15 taps, right? It's not exact. It's not the same as using a stopwatch. It's not as accurate, but it gives me a a guess, a, a general understanding of what might be going on. So it's a very simple technique to use and it can be discreet. Um, if that's helpful to you in some circumstances. And at the same time, it's actually really good for training. Sometimes it sounds goofy and silly, but when I'm trying, when I'm trying to train somebody to see waste, I'll take them to the Gemba, we'll be looking at a process, and I'll tell them I'm going to say value or waste at every moment I see either one. Here we go. We're watching the process and I'm saying waste, 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 value, value, waste, 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 value, waste, just like that, over and over. And it might feel tedious, like, um, man, why is this guy taking so much time just to say the two words over and over? But it paints a picture. It, it really communicates the point effectively about what is value, what is waste. And if I'm tired of hearing the word waste so many times, it's because there is so much waste in the process. So that was best practice number five. Tap your foot or say wait or waste. All right, that concludes part one of these Gemba 10 best practices. To get the downloadable reference tool, just go to leansmarts.com slash Gemba tools to download that. And stay tuned for next week when I release part two with the last five best practices when going to the Gemba.